Hello and welcome to another bonus episode of the Game Train Podcast. This one is all about the Xbox Game Showcase, which happened overnight here in Australia at a silly time of 2am in the morning. I am Callan Davison, joining me here is Carla Lyrical Smith, live on Twitch as we do this. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Well, Xbox have rolled out their sort of red carpet of what they're pushing out for the next little while, it seems. Um... A lot of people were going in quite hype into this, including myself and you and lots of other people, to see what Xbox would put down on the table. So we're going to get right into it. First up, there was the pre-show with uh, Jeff Keighley. He did an hour pre-show, which yep. I thought that hour was going to be filled with lots and lots of announcements and little things here. But instead, it was just him talking to random YouTubers about how excited they were for Halo for like 40 minutes. Yeah, and showing some really lackluster stuff. You could tell they were like holding back on what they let him show. Yes, that's that's right. But they did show a few things in between the forty minutes of everyone going, "Oh wow, I can't wait for Halo," sort of thing. Yeah, um, which we've seen so many times. People say all this stuff is like it was just like, why bother? Do a fifteen-minute intro with like these games and then roll into it. it just would have been a bit more hype for me anyway because it just yeah, felt. Which, I mean, this has been. It yeah. was great and stuff, but I guess Jeff Keighley has just led us to expect more from him, which we really shouldn't, but we do because of just the things that he has done in the past with his yeah. own award shows and even simple things like, you know, he's the one who showed off Tony Hawk Pro Skater and then uh, Crash Bandicoot. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, this might be. And it wasn't too bad. We got some pretty cool stuff. Oh, uh, well, just, yeah. Well, first up is uh, Dragon Quest Eleven is coming to Xbox on December 4th. So that was actually kind of cool. And on Game Pass. And on Game Pass, yep. Um, They showed Watch Dogs again, which was like, okay, fair enough. You know, we've seen enough of Watch Dogs now, it feels. We don't really Yeah, but have you seen it with low resolution and skipping and buffering? No, that was the other thing. His his stream was all over the place. I actually switched out to the um, IGN one to watch the main showcase because I was just getting fed up with the... The buffering. Yes. Some, sometimes the sync was out by two seconds, and it was just yeah. It was hard to watch, wasn't it? It was very hard to watch. Um, uh, other announcements was um, there's a, a game Exo Mecha is coming, which is like this shooting game with mechs and stuff. So some people were pretty excited about that. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that. Um, what's the platinum game that that there was the Astral Chain. No, 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 no. Even before that, uh, on the 360. Ah, oh, geez, I wish I, I remembered what it was called. It started with V, I think. But Fast and no, Furious. Can't put my finger on that. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> Nailed it. <Thank> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, another one is uh, Echo Generation. Was another game they showed. Hmm. Um. Uh, that was interesting. I can't even remember what it was. I've just got to look at my notes because it was just silly time in the morning. It was, Echo Generation was like, uh, what was it? Um, it? It's that one that was like kind of pixelated. And for the whole time, I thought it was a pixelated version of Stranger Things. And I was like, is this Stranger Things? It's not oh, Stranger Things. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. A young kid and there was yeah. a redhead young girl and there was monsters and it was eerie and it was kind of looked like it was set in, you know, the early 90s or something. And then they were like, Echo Generation. I'm like, what? How are you doing this? Yeah. So, looks interesting, but you yeah. know, I have um, been sitting with me and he's like, this is just 
slightly better Minecraft. Uh, uh, Hello Neighbor 2 was also showing off. Yeah, I never looked into Hello Neighbor 1. So no. Was, uh, very strange. Strange um, tone. I guess it's kind of like whimsy horror, you'd call it. They had that weird bird creature chasing you, and it looked like a cross between... Um, like a Resident Evil and then something like Gone Home, but with cartoon graphics. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well, I might check it out when it comes out, you know. Um, yep. I never played the first one, but I might check out the new one, see what it's like. Uh, the the other one that everyone got very excited about, and some people said this was Game of Show before the show, um, Balan Wonderworld, or is it Wonderland? Yes. Oh, I think it's Wonderworld. Um, yeah. You could tell we didn't think it was Game of Show. We don't even know the name. Uh, uh, this I thought this was going to be um, a modern version of, what was that, Gr- Dreams game? That yeah, Sega yeah, had? yeah, Nights. Nights. Dreams. Nights. Both those words in a specific order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know the one. Whoa, we're, yeah. we're going really good here, guys. We know games. Um, guys, guys. <laughs> yeah. We were up from, like... Till 3 a.m. And then we got yeah. up and, ooh. Yeah. Okay, we're just crawling out of bed still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty tired myself. But um, a lot and of it. it looked pretty interesting. It had like, what, 80 playable characters or something like that, all with different little quirks. And it was kind of an adventure action game. Yeah. Uh, with the art, something like Sonic the Hedgehog, like adventure, you know, Sonic Adventure or something. Uh, strange concept, but very interesting. Yeah. So a lot of people were excited about that, even though I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, um, you're excited about an indie as well, Shredder? Yes, they did. They showed, uh, you know, an ID at Xbox indie showcase where they just kind of showed indie after indie after indie. And it was too early and slash too late, both at the same time for me to write down everything I saw. And I haven't caught up with it. But all that caught my eyes was one that was called Shredders, which looked like a multiplayer snowboarding sort of game with a oh. really fun, easy... Um, uh, physics, yeah, it was all kind of snowboarding. It, it looked like a indie version of Steep. So oh. as soon as I saw that, I was like, yes, please. I'll How did that. I miss so this? Like, I don't know. That's what Shred. That's why. And then after it finished, I was like, oh my God, I didn't notice anything, but give me Shredders. And then Jeff Keighley said as much as well, saying, I didn't really take, you know, like he, he, all that he mentioned was Shredders. So just like us, he was probably tired and, you know, yeah. half phase and worried about all the other guests he had to take care of. But the only thing he took away from that was the same thing. So um, the yep. developers of that game must be pretty happy with themselves. Oh, yes. Yep. But then we the actual um, uh, presentation begun. So the actual main thing then kicked off at 2 a.m. our time. And we're talking about uh, what they would open with. And obviously... They opened with Halo. It was, they were even going to open or close this, and it was better that they opened with it because we knew it was coming. Yes. And Halo Infinite, which is coming out this year, the new Halo, they finally showed off gameplay for this game. Now, you're a longtime Halo fan, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least the first four. Okay, yep. And uh, well, so, and reach. Well, reach. what did you think looking at Infinite straight up? Your first impressions when this sort of kicked off this uh, gameplay demo? Uh, it looks it looked really cool. Like it it uh, was a lot of nostalgia, more nostalgia than I. I don't know if the word is either wanted or expected, because yep. it straight away it really really feels like 
Combat Evolved, like the first Halo, but like a remake, a brilliant, beautiful remake is what the first sort of five to ten minutes of the gameplay was. And it was kind of like a who's who of all the enemies we've seen in all the different games. And they were saying that they're all going to be, everybody's here, you know, oh, like yeah. showing us, yeah. reminding you of all the old bad guys and picking up the enemy weapons and things like that. And yeah, watching the old vehicles jump straight into the Warthog, which looked oh. like it had Oh, oh my god, I hated the controls for Warthog, and it looks like they've got oh. the same controls back again. Um, you're on your own there, man. I just mastered it, and I think like quite a few fans did uh, of Halo. It was so weird, because it doesn't control like any other sort of racing game. But once you get your head around it, my goodness, I did love controlling the Warthog. Uh, I like that they jumped straight into it. I would have liked to have seen a ghost uh, being controlled yeah but then they showed the map which i don't know why but it gave me instead of like excited feelings of open world it gave me worried feelings of anthem and i'm like please fill this just fill this world yeah uh, it had had a weird anthemy vibe to it um and like visually i don't know where i stood i think i have to re-watch that trailer in a solid 4k uh, trailer you know? even watching this in 4k okay so the big thing they, they promoted here was that it's going to be um open world like game so you can go sort of anywhere and do things which i thought was cool but and then yes. they're like oh yeah um you know this will run at 4k 60 frames per second now the 60 frames per second is really nice but yeah i don't wasn't blown away by the graphics at all at all no. i thought it looked quite average and now this is their big yeah. next gen launch title and okay it looked like it ran really smooth etc but the graphics looks early current gen yeah and i, I guess like it's hard because you want to give leeway because it's open world and many maybe they have many systems and it, it's it was more about how smoothly it ran but that's sadly just not enough anymore with how much we get and how much beauty i used to always say that like uh oh you know the graphics aren't as good because it's not it's an open because it is an open world game so that's why games can't all look as good as uncharted well, like 4. they even had horizon they, zero dawn came out they even had pop in in the trailer like clouds popped in like oh yucky yeah I well i guess that yeah. proves it's at least uh you know live and running Oh, yeah, but this was actually, it's come out later, that this was actually running on a PC. It wasn't even running on the Xbox Series X. Oh, you know what, what sucks? I was talking about Anthem before, but visually, Anthem was more impressive when I first saw it in a trailer. You know when you first yeah. see Anthem in its open world? I remember thinking straight away, then and there, oh, this looks next gen. Yeah. When I first saw Anthem, like, you know, we didn't see anything about it and the world didn't crumble at its terribleness yet. But when we first saw the concept and the idea, mm -hmm. it was like, I remember just being blown away. Couldn't wait to get my hands on that. Whereas this, I'm like, ah, oh, this looks really fun. It'll be good when it comes out. But I'm not like chomping at the bit to get my hands on it. I'd rather play Destiny 2 right now. I'd, I'd rather, yeah, well, it's, I don't know. It's like, this is their flagship game. This is one they've hyped up for almost two years now. All, yeah, all for I mean, two years, like, and it just wasn't the thing that grabbed me and went, "Oh my gosh, those graphics!" Like when you when you looked at like um, we will talk about Sony's one for a second. Like when you looked at Horizon Zero Dawn two, you're like, "Oof, wow," you know, um, etc. Straight away, yeah. but but this, I don't know, man. I was just like, "Oh, cool." Yeah, it's it's strangely empty, and I guess like the the um. 
the setting still looks so gamey, if you know what I mean. Like everything, like the rocks and the, um, you know, the boxes and things are, are all placed there so that you can have take cover. You can tell it's still the same. Like everything's placed kind of like an old school Tony Hawk Pro Skater map that you're like, that doesn't look like a school. That looks like a skate park. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it feels a bit like that. It's like, this doesn't look like a war zone. This looks like a skirmish map yeah. painted as a Halo war zone. And it still ha kind of had that gamey feel, which maybe was intentional to grab the old uh, Halo fans, which I'm sure a diehard fans would be very happy with the direction they went for gameplay. But just visually, I don't know, maybe, maybe the gameplay is going to just blow us away. Maybe multiplayer is going to be the best thing ever. And maybe it'll run so beautifully once it's out that it'll just blow our minds. But I don't know. It just looks. Mm, it looks all right. Looks like it should have come out for this current gen. Well, but that, this is the thing. Like they've they're now making their games to span all these different Xboxes. Now is this where it's going to come back and bite them in the ass at the end of the day? That they're they're spreading it all too thin. That it's got to work on like the Xbox, uh, like the Xbox One S and the Xbox One X and the Xbox Series S and the Xbox One X and PC. Yeah, but I'm, you know what? I'm not too convinced that that's an issue. Like that's, that's, I don't know. Like um, they did come out and say, hey guys, you're forgetting one thing. Remember this old thing called a PC where we develop games for literally thousands and thousands of different configurations. Yeah. And that doesn't hold back developers. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? like, and true. And these guys are PC people. They're not randoms looking in like a Nintendo Switch developer or PlayStation. This is Microsoft. They understand the concept of PCs. So they're like, they. I don't think they'll be as held back as everyone's feared that they will be. Yeah. I don't think that's the reason or yep. like an excuse of why these games are like, oh, it's lackluster because you know, you got to make it work on Xbox one. And it's like, I don't know. You, you guys make PC games. You're aware of the difference of how to make a game look amazing on an amazing PC and then like playable, but so, so yep. on a potato PC. Yep. Um, so I don't, hmm, I'm not quite sure what to think of that. So next game they showed off, I got such Last of Us vibes from. I was like, I know. I, I messaged you and I started laughing and Jack going, it's Last of Us for Xbox. But um, yeah. what it ended up being was State of Decay 3. And this looks like a, uh, now we were speaking about how average Halo, Halo looked. I thought this was a huge jump over how 2 looked for State of Decay. And it shows that now Microsoft owns this developer, how much extra money they've probably pumped into their um, budget now. I mean, maybe, but is it just a cutscene? Oh, thank you, uh, Twenties. Yeah. Yeah, so, and I thought, like, okay, the, the thing that scares me about this is the first two State of Decays look quite average. Again, they're a game that's... Uh, Hello, Kellen. Are you with us? I feel very lonely. What do you mean? I'm reading my <laughs> um, notes. It's all on my damn phone because you told me to use this app rather than having it up in front of me or whatever. So. Oh, you don't have two monitors? We'll have to sort you out. I've one got day. three monitors, but I've got you on one. I've got the trailer on the other one. I've got the other thing on the other one. I've got stuff everywhere here at the moment. It's it's quite difficult to to deal with this. I love the thought of um, Batman in his Batcave with his forty-five monitors watching the whole world but still using his phone for like because can't quite fit one more thing on there 
and he's like, yeah. oh, it looks like Robin needs help, according to my, my yeah. app here. Um, yeah, what I was saying is State of Decay 1 and 2 were quite average in the sort of visual department, and it was more all about gameplay. So that's why when I saw this trailer, and then when they showed, oh, this is State of Decay 3, it kind of broke my heart a bit, because while I was watching it, I thought, this looks as good as Hellblade. Cool. This must be in-engine for a really deep, awesome, emotional story. Wow, I'm so impressed. And then it said State of Decay 3, and I went, oh, well, that was definitely just a cutscene then because it was it's not going to look like that at all, and I wish they didn't show that as the first impression. Yep, fair enough. Um, then, so next up, they showed us a bit of the new Forza. Now, I thought this was going to be a launch. Oh, here's Phil looking smug as with his Halo Infinite shirt. I wanted more Phil in this, by the way. Um, yeah. You know, um, so yeah, we, we saw the first look at the new Forza. I thought this was going to be a launch title, but it's still in development. So it's going to be quite yeah. a while away again. Yep, I did I did call this. Um, I wasn't that surprised because um, I think Dirt 5 is going to be their main push for their first sort of playable car game, uh, which I'm assuming is going to be either launch or definitely launch window. But Forza mm -hmm. looks like it's a, ooh, at least next year. From from what we saw, oh, it was definitely, definitely, yeah, developer diary type video, yeah, and that means we've probably got now multiple years to wait for the next Horizon because they like to release them, you know, apart from each other. So, yeah, and also I have to say, I don't know, we must be spoiled by car trailers, but wasn't impressed with what I saw. It wasn't like I don't know what you have to do to impress me in a car trailer anymore because they're already lifelike, yeah, and they have been for the last like this whole generation. I've never played a car game thinking, geez, they really need to up that yep. reflection or really add more droplets on the back of that brake light. Yep. Yep. That's right. So, um, I don't know. I don't know where they go from here to make it impressive. Uh, so it was just a quick teaser on Forza. Then they rolled into Rare's new game, Everwild. We still didn't really see any gameplay for Everwild. They just showed us what it sort of looks like again, which is very pretty. But yeah. Um, it just, I don't know. I wanted gameplay. Now, this is the big issue they've done again with Xbox. They actually didn't show much gameplay at all throughout this whole conference, bar really Halo, etc. you know? And then, yeah, and a few a bit later on. Yeah. With Psychonauts, and that's about it. So, again, I don't think they learned their lesson from the earlier conference they did, where people were like, where's the gameplay, guys? Like, yeah. Um, look, Everwild looks really beautiful, but again, I don't know what sort of game this is. I don't know what I'm supposed to do in this game. Yeah, I mean, visually, kind of like you're saying, I'm all in. This this art style is so beautiful. Oh, it's like cartoon, yeah, but, but what if this is a Dark Souls-like game? I know. You, you just, just can't tell. Is it open world? Is it online yeah. connected? Yeah. Is it, like, is, is it a point-and-click like adventure? Look beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. Like, we don't who know. Who, who knows what's going on? It looks gorgeous, yeah. but we don't know actually what's going on. So that was ever wild. No idea when that is coming out. Um, nope. Next up, we saw... Um, Dot Nod. Dot Nod with... Um, with... What, uh, this Tell one. Me Why. Tell Me Why. That's right. So the new yeah, story-based game, which is based into the chapters again. We're getting the first chapter on uh, August 27, which is coming to Game Pass. 
on the on the on the launch, which is amazing because Life is Strange normally delayed their Game Pass releases um, yeah. for their chapters, so it would come to Game Pass, but maybe a month later. So yes, so this, no, this is- was. This was interesting to watch because uh, I know and understand this developer and I know what I'm in for. But sitting here watching it with uh, a friend of mine, Evan, who just plays games, you know, um, very rarely he jumps into Borderlands and he likes yep. uh, his fair share of RPGs. But it was very strange sitting next to him going, this is next gen. These guys look like Thunderbirds. Pops. But this isn't and a next like- gen game. This is a current gen game. Yeah, but he's like, I'm so unimpressed, even even as is. He's just like, this this looks just terrible. I'm like, oh, it's hard to explain. That's kind of the visual style. Yeah. Uh, and I found it so hard to justify mm-hmm. because he's like, oh, okay, is it like massive or something? I'm like, no, it's kind of a small story-based, you know, little chapters. And he's like, so why doesn't it look just incredible? I'm like, oh, it's a sort of smaller developer and it was just so hard to explain and he's like yep. i just watched you play last of us too yeah why is this shown at the future of gaming wow you know and i'm like oh, i don't i can't explain it it's he, fine he, this he, actually looks really cool to me and he's like yeah. no, i don't understand I'm yeah like, oh, well I, I, i'm all in for this again like um they haven't let me down yet i've enjoyed all their stuff so far again it looks like it's going back to a town that you can wander around and stuff again, which is fantastic. That was the big issue I had with Life is Strange 2, that it left like a small town and sort of was all over the place where you'd go in each chapter. So it looks like we'll have recurring characters each time so you can get to know them more and more, build up all that stuff. So I am looking forward to this one. Um, So, yes. And hello, Teeks 3D cars, cars and more cars. That's right, sir. Cars, cars indeed. Um... So also um, for our podcast listeners, Callan was just talking to the chat because we are doing this live on Twitch. Uh, and he was just saying hello to one of the people in chat there. We've got Teeks 3D right now and Twanda Pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys can also catch us live uh, randomly when you see us say something about it. Yep. <laughs> it's a very um, random time, but yes. Uh, so yeah, uh, they've announced that Ori is being fully upgraded for uh, Series X. So they're adding in more... Yep. Uh, fidelity into frames. all uh, more frames, uh, fidelity into all the effects in the game as well, um, and yeah. and all that. So that looks great um, for those fans that haven't played Ori. It'd be a great place to start on the Series X if you haven't played yet. So um, yeah, that would was, be yeah. It kind of showed a lot about the future or what the future of gaming looks like to me in one trailer because I was sitting here watching the two screens going. Can't see that much of a difference. Yeah, you know, like, and then I, you... I saw people online going, "Wow, the difference is incredible." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> You're like, "Was it like? Remember when you saw Super Mario 64 on the 64 compared to Super Mario on the Super Nintendo? That was a one generational leap. Imagine if they did like a side by side there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I miss seeing that two generations. Like that was the old one. This is the yeah. new one." wow, look at this jump. I mean, you know, it's so much more than a visual thing now, and I understand that. It's about so many more systems happening in the background, which is what the new generation is, and online connectivity, blah, blah, blah. But when you see it split screen like that, showing it like this was before, this is now, and if I'm scratching my head going, "Uh, I guess, looks kind of nicer a a bit. It's like I bought a new TV. Yep. Sure. 
Uh, next up was uh, they showed some DLC for Outer Worlds again, current gen stuff. Which I thought yeah, this so was all going to be three games was all Obsidian. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Obsidian you know, showcase. It looked fine um, out for Outer Worlds fans out there, and that is out September nine. Um, followed yep. by, and I'm actually really keen on this next one. Teeks has just mentioned it in chat. Um, Grounded. Do you know much about that, Grand? Not really, but I'm very excited for this, which goes into early access on July 28. Um, I yes. know I'll be jumping in and checking out this game. I'll probably do some streams of it. It looks really fun. It looks really interesting. Yeah. That you're a tiny you're, you're a tiny person in a garden. Yes, and it's like a what like a multiplayer survival. Yeah. I think it might be. Yep. Uh, which is kind of cool. I don't like at first I thought it was sort of a um you know, battle royale type thing, but I don't think so. It's it's I yeah. don't completely know what it is, but it does look like it's survival based in multiplayer, which I don't really know what that is. And I'm kind of excited to see it. It's a bit tongue in cheek. It's a bit silly. Mm -hmm. uh, and I did find out recently that there is an arachnophobia mode where you can move a slider on how much spider is shown. Oh, so, so what, can, wait, so if we're playing together, I won't see spiders because of your fear? Yes. Oh, yes, certainly. It's awful. Um, we, we can play with minimums, but I can handle a bit of fake spider. Okay, All right, a bit of fake spider. I thought but that yeah. was really interesting. Um, yeah, July 28th, so Xbox Game Preview and um, yeah, Steam Early Access, so we'll be jumping on there and checking that one out soon. These were both Obsidian, which mm -hmm. was really funny that they did it in this order, because Obsidian knew for a fact that everyone is like, you guys are Obsidian, you make the greatest RPGs, you know, modern RPGs right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be, please tell us you're working on something. But And we're watching going, okay, yep, yep, out of worlds. Okay, grounded. Oh, no, please don't be it. And they knew. So they just dropped this after and went, we know you want to know what our next big RPG is. Yep. Here it is. Yeah. Just so, a tease. So it's called Avowed. It's a first-person game set in the world of um, Pillars of Eternity. So awesome. Um, so which, which is really cool. And... We have no idea when this game is going to be out. We just know it's in development. It could be like the next sort of Skyrim. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they're going to go like that crazy big, but who knows? Maybe they will, or maybe it'll be a bit more linear, like something like, um, you know, Pillars of Eternity. Yeah. Uh, but but like in, in, I'm thinking they might go with something. I don't know if you remember playing like the uh, Of Might and Magic games. Uh, like there was a, might and Magic series that I think part three looked very much like this back in the day, mostly a PC game, but it was swords and magic, but it was a bit more linear mm -hmm. level, big sort of level based kind of thing. And we have no idea. We've just seen sort of that concept shot at the end, which wowed me. Yep. I was so excited for it. I wonder if that's their concept for what gameplay will look like, or if that's just a cutscene representation. Um, um, yeah. yeah. I'm very, very excited for that. No idea. Um, so the next one was... As Dusk Falls. Now, this is... Yeah. I don't know what this is, again. This um, looked like a visual novel type thing. Yeah, like in that Life is Strange style as well and, and all that sort of stuff, you know, be very heavily story-based. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, yeah um, As Dusk Falls, uh, an original interactive drama. So, I, I, yeah, I guess it'll be like a story like narrative. A 
Yeah, like a living, breathing comic. The presentation was very interesting. It was like animated backgrounds and elements of the scene, but most of the characters were still images uh, yeah. within a world of other still images. So it looked like a really, really pretty PowerPoint presentation. It did, it did. Um, next off, we went over and checked out, well, we didn't really see much, but they said, hey, uh, we're basing uh, Senua's Saga off Iceland. They didn't show us anything yep. new. They just showed some nice, pretty shots of Iceland, which is a very pretty country, by the way. Um, yes, yes, it is. But yeah, we, uh, I was disappointed we didn't get to see anything else, even just a little trailer. I would have preferred a little trailer or a tiny piece of gameplay. They said they're making this for in Unreal Engine 5, so we're probably not going to see this until 2022 because Unreal Engine 5 yes. doesn't even launch until next year. So I reckon maybe mm. a year after that we see Senua's um, saga launch. But I think that's such a good move because if this launched <laughs> at the same time as Halo and people could uh, like compare the visuals, yeah, because the visuals in this game I think are just going to be mind blowing. I mean, you know, we did get to see some red sneakers and a guy with a top knot though, so. That's yeah, good. I that's, wonder why uh, the sneakers were so pr prominent in his shot. I I'm not really sure. Um, next up was um, if games was a drug, um, which was yes. um, Psychonauts 100%. two. Psychonauts two with Jack Black doing the main theme song for it. Oh, how good did he sound? Oh, he it did. It was so cool. Uh, he's one person I'd love to interview about video games on the podcast. So if anyone can get in contact with Jack Black for me, that'd be great. I didn't expect to be disappointed by Psychonauts 2's uh, like gameplay trailer reveal. But I was because I saw Double Fine and then I saw Jack Black and I was like, Brutal Legend 2. Yes, here we go. And then like Psychonauts. I'm like, ah. Oh. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, again, like this looks wild, just wild and strange and colorful, and I don't know what was happening through this whole thing. Um, it Did was... you ever play the first one? No. Okay, I think it would make a lot more sense if you had. It, it's such a psychedelic experience, and it is. I mean, being double fine, you probably know this without knowing it, but the experience is so much more the storytelling and the writing. Yeah. Was like the big ideas they presented in Psychonauts as a platformer, but as like a think big kind of game where you're living inside consciousness is so cool. And the fact that they're making a second one, like, again, it doesn't look next gen or anything, but this is double fine. I have complete trust in just their oh, writing and their conceptualizing team that yep. I am excited to see what this is all about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, visually, what a strange ride. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got um, a look at Destiny 2's next expansion, which is called uh, Beyond Light. Beyond Light. Uh, they're also doing an Xbox Series X version of Destiny 2 and Destiny 2, and all the expansions are coming to Game Pass. So that's really, really cool. That's super exciting because it is quite expensive to have all those expansions, which I know because I've paid for them uh, as they've come. Uh, and I'm really stoked that this is obviously, well, not obviously, but presumably the next expansions after that will be ones that we might have to pay for. Who knows? Yeah. Um, if not, you know, how are they going to make their money as a, a game, as a service? But it's really cool that up to this point, if you want to do the giant catch up, 
that is Destiny 2, it's all there. And there is so much content there. This is such a cool deal. Like, almost the fact that this game is kind of the size that it is, paying $15 a month, almost, if you were a fan of Destiny, almost justifies that. But imagine if you got another 350 games to play as well. Yeah. Like it's such a cool deal. Um, this one really excited me. The new ice move set mm -hmm. looks really exciting. Uh, there was like, they were creating their own platforms. They were freezing people and shattering them. And it just looks, every time they add new move sets and uh, new classes into Destiny 2, they really do it well, I think. So well, this one looked it's, really fun. It's going to be interesting if this launches the same week, because it's coming out November 10, if Halo Infinite launches that same week, the comparisons are going to be massive in terms of graphics. Ooh, uh, because I know, and it hurts because I know how beautiful Destiny 2 looks, and it's current gen. Yeah. You know, like, yep. it's old, you know, like, ooh, and it's bungee. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be compared one to one. This uh, is this is a very good comment. Um, good so call. they started showing off console timed exclusives. So they called it console launch exclusives, which is timed exclusive. So twelve months or whatever. First one, and this one actually got me quite excited. Just seeing, even just seeing before I even saw the title, I was like, um, I'd really like to play this game. So it was like this post-apocalyptic style world and all that and it looked gorgeous too like the we, we, is it's all in is it chernobyl yeah yeah um I and it might all be and then the title card came up at the end stalker 2 and i was like oh yes yes, yes. I thought maybe caught at first i'm like no that couldn't possibly be a console launch exclusive when i first saw the chernobyl and the ferris wheel yeah. Like, yeah, when I said stalker to you, like, well, I'll be damned. Yeah, so um, I think this looks really, really cool. I'm excited for this one whenever it releases, and it will be a timed exclusive on Xbox. So I'm sorry, yeah. PlayStation fans, you guys might have to wait six months or a year. Now, this seems to be... It's it's strange, because Phil Spencer's like, I'm not in real agreement with exclusives, and then they go and do stuff like this. It was kind of weird. Yeah, but, you know, it's like he's kind of been forced into a corner to do this kind of thing, unfortunately, because if he doesn't have any exclusives and then PlayStation has what they have, it yeah. just makes it uh, kind of a one-way sort of seesaw right there. That's right. So, yeah, that looks really cool. Um, next up, we had a look at uh, Warhammer Dark Tide. I don't know what this is. Wait, no, here we go. Wait, where is it? Yeah. Warhammer Dark Tide, um, another FPS Warhammer game. I didn't really know what to expect or, or whatever. And then that is coming out in 2021, again, being another console timed exclusive. Um, to, yep, looked to... interesting as well. But again, we kind of only saw a cutscene. Yep. Uh, very exciting looking. Yep. It's hard to tell what oh. to expect, especially from Warhammer games. You just yep. don't know until you actually have hands on. Yep. So I'll let you take over the next one. Oh my God. Thank you. Oh my God. Goodness gracious me. This was my first, and I was saying to Callan as well, I saw that enhanced logo come up for the developer and I thought that looks familiar. Don't remember. And then there was just a bunch of people playing games and this slow song. And as soon as it clicked what song it was, they didn't even need to show anything because they, they know how catchy and powerful that song was. Um, and it was the theme song from Tetris Effect, which I just lost my mind because I had so much fun and I'd spent so many, so many hours playing Tetris 
effect. I thought it was one of the best games released that year. I'm a big Tetris fan, as it is anyway, but just the fact that they tried something new with that game, it was so sad for me that it was a um, PlayStation exclusive because I wanted all my friends and my brothers to play it, but everyone, most of the people that I play games with are on Xbox. And I was like, please, 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 I want this for Xbox. This game was almost perfect. The only thing that it needed was to have multiplayer on it, but it was such a single-player-driven concept, which was enough for it at the time because it was such a big leap in the Tetris sort of setup with different moves and the slow motion and, um, you know, like pushing visuals. And they actually even had it in VR, which kind of worked for some weird reason. Music was a huge part of it in that every time you moved one of your pieces left or right or you rotated it, it played a different part of a different orchestra. There was music from all around the world. Every level was different. This game was so fun. And then they announced that not only is it coming to Xbox, but also it's going to have all new multiplayer included. And I just lost my mind. They, they showed the Tetris sort of gameplay, just as you remembered it. And then they slowly started zooming out to show up to four players competing. Oh, I was just beside myself, which I hate to say that Tetris was the game that blew my mind the most that this showcase for the future of Xbox. And here's me going, oh my God, yay, 1980 game. Bring on Tetris. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, this, this had me just so stoked. I'm very, very excited to play Tetris with my friends and to do it as multiplayer. And I think this is going to be me and Callan's generosity game along with Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Forever. at the end of day. <laughs> yeah. that, that's it. That's all we play. And we're hey, going to be the Tetris and Tony Hawk, guys. And we're back again with it's some us. more Tetris. Um, so next up was um, The Gunk. The Gunk. The Gunk. Another console launch exclusive, timed exclusive, uh, from creators of SteamWorld. Um, again, it looks like a yeah third-person sort of adventure action game sort of thing um it looked all right you know there's gunk in it it kind of reminded me of a a 3d version of a game we just saw recently uh called fist f-i-s-t sort of with dots in between which uh that that was an indie game we just recently saw that i i think was coming out on playstation and it had like a rabbit with a anthropomorphized rabbit with a giant robot arm but that was a 2d game and i had those vibes straight away in this because even though it's 3d you had this character with a giant arm robot arm that looks like it's going to have all different techniques and powers and things to do with it but i don't know if it's from the makers of steam world i'm all in yep um the next game was probably my highlight of show again um i spoke about this last time I, I, i got such alan wake vibes first from this but um, yes, as, yeah. as it went on, I worked out what it was. And it's that game we spoke about a couple of months ago, The Medium. I'm yeah. really looking forward to this game. Um, this looks fantastic. It looks really cool. It's a third-person style game, but it's set between two different worlds, it looks like. Your character changes depending on what world you're in and, and everything around you changes. Um, it looks really, really cool. It looks really interesting. I can't wait to try this out. It is another... Um, uh, console launch exclusive. So get excited for that. Yes, I guess. and there was even scenes where they had both dimensions shown on the screen rendered at the same time. So you're kind of playing split screen, but it's still one player. 
you're playing, you can just choose which one to look at, obviously, but you can see both worlds at the same time fully rendered, which which seems like such a cool and clever idea. Yeah. I don't think it'll be like that in the game, though. I think it'll be just in, I think they're just showing what it can look like in the trailer. Yeah, but I guess showing that the, the two worlds exist at the same time, which is uh, oh, yeah. very next gen. So like when yeah. you flip, it's not loading and changing anything. It is currently running and being rendered at the same time, even though you're not watching it. It is rendering two games at once in yeah. effect, you know, like I, very cool. I like seeing this kind of concept where when I was just talking about it earlier, that it's hard to tell what looks next gen and what doesn't. Concepts like this is what make me feel like we're moving to the next generation of video games. Yes. Uh, next up, Fantasy Star Online 2 is coming to Xbox. Um, thoughts? Yeah. Looks awesome. Looks like Xenoblade Chronicles. It does. Um, yeah. Yeah. But so I guess, is this an MMO? This was one of the very uh, first ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's an MMO, Fantasy Star Online 2. Um it, you know, be on Game Pass and all that, so you'd be able to jump in, check it all out. You know, for yeah, next to I'm, nothing. I'm excited. Really, I mean, we did. We were saying that we were hope. Yeah, absolutely. Only because of the void that Xbox has of Final Fantasy 14, of which I think this is the closest representation they have so far of like a, you know, anime inspired giant worlds MMO type game. It looks like it's, yeah, and, and we saw like little messages popping up everywhere, which I think might be people writing down messages, which I think is weird that it's not just voice chat. But, um, and where in the time did they find to write those in the middle of fighting these crazy battles? <laughs> Blows my, did they just like run to the you corner? You can play this with the key, oh, I assume you can play this with keyboard and mouse, so people move like. I hope so, but if someone's holding an Xbox controller going like, up, 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 down, 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 left, A, up, 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 down, down, left, space back back up down back yeah. l you know and you're like yeah. oh my goodness but yeah it it looks really cool like uh, visually uh, but i don't know you know if we're gonna have time to play this because i imagine we'll still be playing final fantasy 14 as our main mmo by the time this comes out well next year it will be 6.0 for final fantasy 14 so i'll now be on that um yeah exactly yeah. so uh Second last game they showed, yeah, was X Crossfire, which is a first-person shooter. Um, yeah, it's Remedy, so I'm in. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, this is from the makers of Control. So, uh, you know, you can already tell that it's going to have some sort of... I don't know, I'm just always all in for their weird storytelling and concept concepts, uh, concepts that they have just in the writing that they mix into their action gameplay. And I've just really fallen in love with the feel of their games. Yep. Uh, and I guess what I took away from this is the really weird X-Gong give it to you cover that they had playing. That was really good, actually. Yeah, that was really fun. So it took me a while to be like, is this DMX? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it is. And I had flashbacks of um, Rick and Morty. You know, when, when Rick and uh, Summer go back and start bashing up people and they summer has this like workout scene and it's like x gonna give it to you okay this is like x gonna give it to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so crossfire x is coming out this year so again this could be a really cool game carl seems excited because of remedy 
And then, for, definitely. And that was pretty much the conference. But then they were like, we got one more thing. And this is when I was like, this is my moment. I'm going to be jumping off the couch here. Um, you know, it felt like there was about five or six minutes to go. I was like, yep, yeah, yeah, this is it. This is it. You know, world premiere, Xbox Game Studios. As soon as the trailer started, as soon as the trailer started, I went, that's Fable. And when it said Playground yep. Games, I went, that is Fable. This is the new Fable. Here we go. I was just sitting there like, all right, we're going to get a trailer. We're going to get some gameplay. We're going to get a coming 2021 we 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 got a thirty second trailer and that was it and then they went and that's yeah, the and end of the com- scene. and yeah and that that was it um yeah yeah it was it was a very pretty looking thing but I think it was less of a announcement and more of just a quick confirmation of like guys okay it's the worst kept secret in gaming you're all talking about it yes playground games is making Fable yes Fable is still set uh, it's gonna be set as closer to fable one instead of fable three which they felt was a a move too far into the modern era of the world so they're like okay this is going to be fantasy back in the olden times yes it's still got that british quirk that everyone is hoping fable still has all that stuff still there it is what you think thank you very much leave us alone till it's ready yeah it's kind of like instead of an announcement which we really hoped for like Show us something, and I, I just it, wanted it was more like than just going like yes, like show us what they showed us in terms of like Horizon Zero Dawn two and the PlayStation one, which was their one more thing game. You know, show us yes. that amount of stuff, and I would have been satisfied. But to get a thirty second commercial, um, I was a bit, a bit sad. Yeah, and and, and and that was the show. That was the show. So it went for about fifty five minutes. Um, yeah. Well, two hours, including all that early stuff we talked about with Jeff Keighley. Oh, yeah. 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 But uh, the Xbox show itself. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And and that, that was the Xbox showcase. Now, they've still got one more um, presentation to do later this year. And I reckon it will be after Sony's next presentation because we're going for a tit for tat at the moment, back and forth between the two. But we can get into all that another time. Uh, we should keep running here because Kyle has to go real soon. So we're going to jump straight into that lame train right now. <coughs> okay, what was your lame train of the whole Xbox experience? Uh, my lame train, and it's a, it's, it's a yucky one to say because we were told anyway. We were pre-warned. But I hate that we're still playing Price Chicken uh, and release date chicken. It's just really hard to watch. And everyone, I hate seeing all the everyone's dates because just because these two consoles won't get their shit together and say when it's coming out, every single game announcement has to say holiday 2020, sometime around November-ish 2020. At the end of the year, around the launch time, like no one's saying a date, so we can't put anything in the calendar. We can't sort out like which games are going to come out when and first, and who and where and what, and which ones are really launch titles because no one can just say a date. Uh, so just like the price thing, you know, it's kind of annoying me. But this didn't annoy me specifically in this showcase. Yeah. But the date thing did because I'm just like, please just tell us when these things are coming out so actual. We can tell if a game is launch day or launch window or what's going. I'm so sick of seeing holiday 2020, you know, like yeah. we're, we're almost in August. Like, yeah, this is so weird. 
Tell us dates. It's just, oh, and yeah. I feel bad for the developers of the actual game. So that's my lame train. Yeah, it's getting hard for me as well because I, as we've gone over this before, I like to plan out what we're going to do on the podcast. I can't plan crap past October. Yes. And even then, this leading into October, I, 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 we're just sort of going as it is. But we do have our own plans on how we're going to handle these uh, next-gen launches. Um, anyway, but yeah, mine is... Um, they didn't show much gameplay at all. It was just all yeah. little trailers again. Learn from the mistakes last time, Xbox. Like, we want to see these games, even if it's only a minute of just gameplay per thing. We know you've got it out there. For, not all. Like, I'm not expecting it for games like... Um, oh gosh, I'm avowed, but maybe stuff like Grounded, you could have shown a full minute piece so we could understand what's going on there or, um, or a full two minutes of the medium because they showed clips of gameplay, but not a continued stretch. Um, maybe, maybe even for you, Tetris effective multiplayer mode for 20 seconds of just constant game, rather all these little flashes. What it is. Everywhere. Yeah, is it online? Um, is it couch co-op only? Yeah, that kind of thing. Of just course. little things here and now. I just feel like they dropped the ball a bit there. And or Fantasy Star Online would have been nice to see properly. Yeah, and I just felt the whole thing was lacking a bit. There was no Juggernaut announcement, really. Was there? Like uh, you must have missed Tetris Effect. No, I'm, I, I mean, like that—that's Tetris. That's an add-on to a game that's already out. Yes, and it's a—it's a thirty-year-old a game. Yeah, you know, you, you, you know, where's where's your bang? This is it. This is our big heavy hitter here. You know, like they've been. It was ho- there, but it missed. It was it was Halo. That was that was it. Yeah, that was their heavy hitter, but they just yeah just nail it. Yeah, just ah uh, yeah. Anyway, let's roll into Love Train. Okay, what did you love? All right, now it's hard to separate hype from love because, you know, hype is like down the track. But what I love right now is that I have been super keen and super ready to jump back into Destiny 2. And seeing the trailer for that has really sparked an interest back in me and makes me feel, I guess this is what any good expansion does. It makes me feel like jumping back in won't be a waste of my time and it won't be all for nothing. And relearning how to play everything and getting back into the systems and jumping in with my friends uh, for some heavy destiny sessions is is not all for naught and it'll all lead to something big especially the fact that it's going to be cross-play generational um and cross-save over even different platforms so nothing i do in destiny feels like a waste of time anymore Mm -hmm. um which you know it never really did but just seeing it being solidified and confirmed and seeing how awesome it looks just to me personally with that new move set uh, just gets me excited right now to jump back into Destiny 2. So that's that's what I'm loving. Okay. Uh, I'm loving that they're um, trying to go down to 60 frames per second path. While PlayStation set it on 30 for a lot of theirs, they're going, oh, we're going 60 frames a second. I think that's a really good move. Um, yes. Yep. It, that that's will add point. a lot to just the motion in games, obviously. But it's just going to give that really slick look to games, which is going to be great. That's should be a, a big focus, and it, it looks like it is going to be for Xbox next gen. Um, is just yeah, you're right. getting those 60 frame per seconds going. So I, I really like how they they were promoing that and they're showing it and they're saying this will be 60 frames per second, or or it will be 120 frames per second. Like they're going, yep, we are doing this. Well, 
we didn't get any of that really from Sony, but it seems like a lot of Sony stuff is 30 frames still, which disappointed a lot of gamers. I think this was a good yeah. move to go, hey, on Series X, you'll be going at 60 frames a second on, on Halo and Forza yeah. and, and stuff, and you'll notice that difference. Are you ready for Hype exactly. Train? And Do I even need to do I'm, this? I'm ready. Okay. Can I go first? Please go first. I'm um, so hyped for, for Tetris. Tetris Connected. <laughs> I can't wait. I was crying on my couch at 2.30 in the morning as this trailer came up. I couldn't believe it. Oh, we're getting a multiplayer. No, not at all. Um, I was just like, oh, that's nice when I saw it. Um, <laughs> my, my, <laughs> my hype train is... Uh, I'm, I'm just excited. There's a new fable. I, I know I, I dissed it just showing a like 30-second teaser um i'm just hyped there is a fable coming we know it definitely is i can't wait just give me more give me more cool well thanks for belittling my excitement uh that has been game train <laughs> oh wow uh yep yep uh i got everything i wanted out of tetris uh, and uh what i'm hype about is the fact that that was not something uh, it was one of my favorite type of announcements. It wasn't something I asked for. It wasn't something I expected or was even hoping for because I'd ruled it out. Um, you know, Tetris Effect was one of my favorite experiences, period, of this current generation. And the fact that it's coming to the console with the comfortable controller uh, makes me very excited. And then that they added multiplayer as well, um, just I'm excited about that, and I'm also excited about the fact that my friends and my brothers can experience Tetris Effect, because I, I know a lot of them wanted to, especially, shout out to Melvik, my youngest brother, who says kept saying, like, this game looks so good, I would buy this in a second if it was on Xbox, and he doesn't have a PlayStation, then they announced it was coming on PC, even still without um, multiplayer, so, you know, I was telling him that, and he's like, oh, my PC is probably not even good enough to play Tetris, that's how bad it is. So this makes me happy that I get to share it with a lot of other friends because it really was something beautiful this generation. So I don't care if it was for this gen and it wasn't a big like future thing. I'm so excited and I'm glad it's coming. Cool. I'm glad you're excited for a old game that's 30 years old. Thank you. I wish you find happiness one day. Wow, I do. Um, cool. But yes. Um... Yeah, so that's our wrap-up of the Xbox Showcase. Um, we'll be doing more of these as the next showcases are rolled out. We are expecting a PlayStation 1 maybe in August. And I would say once that happens, and I feel like that's going to be the igniter on the price, because if it's not by in the middle of August, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I feel like Xbox will then roll out their final one as well, which will look at the Lockhart and stuff like that. Hopefully we then yes. start seeing all the date drops and, and extended gameplay showings. Um, we're still waiting on seeing what Nintendo's going to do. They're dropping these minis let, uh, here and there. And who knows, they're just off in the background playing tennis against the wall, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty true. Um, yeah. Um, this is it for the, another bonus episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, let us know what you think of Xbox when you... Do listen to this and um, yeah. Anything else to add, Carl? Yeah, just I'd love to see in any comments if anyone's having listened to this. Uh, 
are you automatically gonna buy an Xbox if you weren't? Did this convince you? If you were, did this change your mind? And have you decided maybe yes, PlayStation is the way to go now? I just I want to know those opinions. It changed my mind to sit on my um, uh, One X longer. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, having the knowledge that all of these games are, are still going to be playable on your Xbox One and Xbox One X. Uh, it is kind of cool that everything shown at the showcase is going to be straight to Game Pass. That's really fun. But that alone gives you even more reason to sit on that Xbox One if you're yeah. happy with just, you know, having it in 30 frames or, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm curious to hear some of that. Please write to us and let us know in comments and whatnot what you reckon. Uh, I'd love to get into that in our next episode. Yeah. But uh, until then. Okay. And this has been Game Train.